for 11 years in a row. Ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. All right, y'all, come on in to my house. I've got the doors thrown wide open just for you, the Arizona homeowner. Where you're not going to have to worry one little bit about anything that's contagious. We're just going to talk about your house, your home, your cabin, or your castle. You can give us a ring at one 767 4348 Line up. Jennifer will take your call. She's here in the call screener's booth. Get your name, where you're calling from in Arizona, and what your project is you're trying to tackle. And Romy and I will put our remodeling and building experience to work for you uh, every way we can to try and help you into that blissful existence of happy Arizona home ownership. And before we dive into today's uh, tip of the week, which is cooling your outdoor environment this coming summer, let me do just a little follow-up on some shows we've had the last couple weeks. A couple weeks ago, we had David Burns on. He's the owner of Green ID, which is Rosie Certified Home Energy Audit Specialist, one of several that we have. And David, while on air, uh, made an offer that uh, he would do home inspections for a special Rosie discount. It was unbelievable. It's the first thing I tell you you all should do. And it was such a good offer. I said, well, I'll tell you what, Dave, I'll go on three of those with you. Let's do it together. Well, we've got one of those done and a couple more scheduled next week. And Romy, I can't tell you. We picked the three randomly, but we couldn't have picked a better one than the one we went on this week. Okay. Early 70s, late 60s, vintage home on a big lot, masonry, hadn't had a lot of remodeling done to it. It was near original condition, 30-year-old uh, air conditioning system, dual energy. I mean, and they're spending, uh, it, it was not a particularly big house. I think, I think if I remember right, it was about a 2,400-square-foot livable, may have even been a little smaller than that. And they were consuming over 3,100 kilowatt hours per month. And they were paying about 15 cents a kilowatt. Pretty high. We're going to be able to get them to under 10 cents and cut their kilowatt usage by a third. And and keep the house cooler. (laughs) Well, the house is going to be cooler. Uh, We're going to, this is going to be a perfect example of what you can get done with a whole house energy. I can't wait to go out on the next two that we've got coming up as well. So, again, folks, everybody wants to know how to beat their high air conditioning bills coming the next few months. And y'all write me, and you 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 write me, and then you give me a bullet list of all the things you want to do. And I don't even read the bullet list because most of the bullet lists are – things that cost a lot of money to get done, and I can't give you a return on investment analysis unless I would come to your house and do a whole house energy audit. We've got several Rosie certified energy audit companies on our website. They do it for $99. 
And I'm telling you, before you spend a penny getting your house more energy efficient, you ought to log on to Rosie on the House and get one of the whole, it's under energy efficiency, get one of the energy efficiency specialists in your neighborhood to come give you a $99 home energy audit. Then we can visit about what you should do first, second, and third. So I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about what we're going to do for this one particular family. Quick question in for particular. you. So did, what did you think about going on the audit itself? Did you learn anything new or anything surprise you? David David took his time to show me the equipment. Uh, you know, I've been talking about energy audits. I went on one years ago. I got there just towards the end of it to kind of see the summary that was prepared. Uh, I've had the energy audits explained to me what they do. But I was actually there with David. David did not bring an assistant. I was his assistant. Uh, so I got to help set up the blower door. I got to connect some of the digital uh, equipment. I got to see how he masked off the registers to check for duct integrity. Got to see a lot of the actual steps. So I learned a lot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look forward to going to these next two as well. I'll be a better helper on the second one. I'm just curious. What was the duct work? It was it metal? Uh, there was a, there was actually a combination, which was really surprising. Uh, the majority of the trunk line, major trunk line, was a was a rigid metal. <laughs> but then back in the early seventies, uh, we builders were experimenting with this gray flex that had a coiled system in the middle of it that hasn't held up very well. It's miraculous that in this house there were no splits or cracks. But the outside insulation had had shed the insulation, so some, there's going to be some duct updating. They had virtually no insulation in the attic. Uh, there was no insulation in the masonry walls at all. Uh, they had done a very good job shading a lot of windows with some bougainvillea, which was very very critical. But they were still the 1970s vintage single pane aluminum frame windows. Uh, and then they had a 35, 40 year old air conditioning unit, uh, probably operating at about a six sear. So we're going to be able to do a lot uh, in in helping the folks. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Now, our tip of the week: cooling your outdoor living environment. And if you'd like to join the conversation, one triple eight. Seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. When you hear the auto attendant, you can bypass the message just by hitting one, and that'll put you straight into the studio. Text message can also be sent to four one one nine two three. Or if you need to email us, info at rosieonthehouse.com, and you can attach pictures that way to get uh, in touch. And yes, the outdoor living space that. Yeah. If you're a subscriber to our digital newsletter, you got this in your email box Thursday afternoon, and it's the tip of the week. Well, I think number one, you start with a. a do you start with a pool? <laughs> a pool helps. A pool helps. Our granddaughters. Or, or are, you start with your patio. <laughs> our granddaughters are going to stay. We've had them. We've been sitting them for a few days. They're going to go stay with the other grandparents down in Portal, Arizona, and. All we hear about, about the other grandparents' house, is the cowboy pool. What's a cowboy? Is it like a boot-shaped? 
It no, it's a trough. A trough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With lots of moths and crickets in it. The, the, yeah. the stock tank. The stock tank, exactly. <laughs> right. That's all and so yes, the, the an opportunity to get wet is probably the first place to start. <laughs> Slip and slide. <laughs> Slip and slide. <laughs> Gotta have a a lawn for that. The the granite yes, rocks yeah. and the dirt aren't that, always the best for for that. But it's really you know, it, it all revolves around water. And a lot of times, you know, it can be looked at as a waste or improper use of water. But what's never taken into calculation when we're talking about um, all the water consumption in our homes, you know, 70% is outdoors. Maybe, maybe if you're looking at strict water use on your property, all the electricity that powers your home created was was generated with water takes a lot of water takes a lot of water and there was one example we were looking at that That would be an interesting study the washing machine if you're if you're you're doing a load of laundry the water that you know no matter how efficient that unit is you're using two to three times more water and the electric consumption because you also heat the water at the water heater yes, first. You do. Yes, yes. <laughs> so if you're in an all-electric home running a load of laundry, you're using two to three times more water than what's being used inside to clean the clothes. <laughs> if you if your washing machine consumes six gallons in a load, you are burning through 18 gallons of net water usage. <laughs> and that that's not an exact science number. That's just a, a, an it's example a inter- of, of, of what... Um, What's reality? Because the amount of water used to generate electricity is different on each type of power plant. You know, it's different for sure. gas, coal, nuclear. All those are different. Sure. I want to continue this conversation on keeping cool in the backyard, but we've got a caller on hold. Let's not keep him on hold too much longer. Let's take Joe in Mesa. And as we take care of Joe, it opens a line for you at one 767 4348 Good morning, Joe. Good morning, guys. Thank you for taking my call. You betcha. So, uh, I know you, this is your favorite topic, and your most favorite thing to do is painting. Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I have a 1,400-square-foot house. I'm one, uh, I painted it uh, the exterior 10 years ago, okay. wanting to repaint it again. Okay. Um, last time I painted it, rolled it, just with the roller, the entire house, the fascia, everything, uh, brush and roller. Wanted to get your opinion it, what's the best way to paint longevity-wise, uh, rolling it or spraying it? Stucco home? Um, stucco, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, I will tell you the most efficient way to get the best job is power wash the house and take the dust off and the uh, uh, powdered residue, the outside layer of the existing paint being 10 years old. So you power wash, you let it dry, power wash the stucco only. And then the most efficient way is you spray it, but it does take, it it helps to have a second person because then you have a paint bucket with a screen on it and a roller. And as the, the trigger man on the gun, on the airless sprayer, sweeps left, right, left, right, left, right, up, down, up, down, up, down. Then the second guy comes with paint, fresh paint on the roller and back rolls it. That's going to get the most complete coverage uh, in a layer thick enough to last 10 years and with a surface clean enough 
for it to hold on 10 years. You can accomplish the same thing with just painting roller, and it depends on the how rough the texture of the stucco is. But and and you can just roll it, but it's gonna take a little longer. You gotta go over it and over it and over it and roll back and forth, back and forth, up and down, left and right, sideways, horizontal, at an angle to get all those little crevices filled. So yes, you can do it with a roller. The most efficient way, two people, one with a sprayer, one with a roller. And back rolling is not rolling over the paint you spray on with the airless. Back rolling is after the airless guys go by while the wet, while the paint's still wet, you apply another layer of rolled paint on top of that. That's going to be your paint job built for the Arizona home. Sounds good. That's the second Clint Black song I've heard today. I always thought he was one of the... Uh, I like him. Yeah, yeah. I always thought he was underrated, overlooked. Yeah. What was the first one? I'm curious. What was the one you uh, heard? Ship early? Comes In. Oh, yeah. Good song. <laughs> so back to our topic on cooling your living space. I, the reason I like misters, and probably one of the... It, it's, it's only... It, it they work really quick, and you can turn them off when you're done. So it's it's not something that has to be running constantly to work. So you're you're there, you use it, you're done, you move on. I lo- I love my misting system. I'm I'm turning it on five thirty quarter to six every afternoon, and it runs while we eat dinner on the back patio, and then go inside. But the thing about misting systems that people get deceived, uh, there are the economy misting systems that operate off the pressure of your home, which is between 60 and 90 PSI. It's run through a PVC pipe and is put through a fairly large orifice nozzle. That is not a misting system. That's a PP system. And that, <laughs> and that's what it's going to feel like is being done when you're sitting underneath it. And they use a lot more water oh. than a professionally installed oh. misting system that has a pump, and it's pressurized, and it's atomized. I mean, it, it's just breaking it into such small particles that that creates what hint mist, not uh, not like Rosie said, a little dribble. Oh gosh, so. You you need to invest, if you really want the benefits of a misting system, in a pump that's going to take the pressure of your home of 60 to 90 pounds to something over 1,000 PSI, all right? And then you're going to send that through a stainless steel tubing with small ports about every two to three feet with micronically small orifice. So you have water being forced at a thousand pounds pressure through incredibly small holes, truly blasting the water itself into a very, very fine mist. And in the right weather conditions, with humidity very low, the wind not blowing more than a slight breeze, you shouldn't be getting water ponding 
on your countertop, your tabletop, your chairs, or the surrounding patio area. That mist should be pulverized so fine and so thin that it basically evaporates before it hits the ground. And it will effectively cool the, the patio area, ambient temperature, as much as 50 to 20 degrees. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd love to put some in our horse stalls as well to just come on for five minutes every hour. You see it in a lot of dairy farms as well. Not only does that help cool it, but it helps with the dust control as well and, and the air quality around it. So <clears throat> that's that's misting systems. Another can, I, can, I, can I just add to, you know, when you buy a, an ex, uh, a nice quality one, it's going to be more expensive, of course, than just sticking PVC pipe and all that. But Rosie, I think we've had ours for 10 years, and we've all we do is put the little... You think it's longer? I think you still had it when I lived there. Wow. My memory it, It's been at least 10 years, and all I do is replace the filters. But yeah. part of the reason for that is because we do have a water softener feeding that misting system. Without a water softener, we'd be having to take the nozzles off every year, soaking them in CLR vinegar. As a matter of fact, when we first got it, I think we were doing that. So, yeah, Rome, it's probably been longer. But, but, I mean, it's a really nice investment. for It gives you a whole room just for the cost of the misting system. Um, so there you go. It's, Another, my, it's my favorite way for cooling off a large area in an outdoor area. It doesn't work very well unless it's shaded. So I think we got to talk about how we can shade the area. Which is what works so great on a porch. You just put it on the edge, edge of the porch, and that's your your barrier to the temperature outside of the shade. Yeah. So the next method is swamp coolers, evaporative coolers. A lot of these uh, were the way we were cooling our home in the fifties and sixties. It's a machine, big squirrel cage, and it just moves a lot of air over these pads that constantly have water being circulated from the basin of the machine to the top of the pump and water trickles down these pads and this big blower is just moving air over the top of it so it's it creates a wave of cool moist air that is great to blow across your back patio doors Welcome back to my house, Rosie on the House, where we spend all Saturday morning talking about your house, your home, your castle, your cabin. We do that by you calling the show, one 767 4348 My wife, Sweet Jennifer, will pick up the call, get your name, where you're calling from, your question, and we'll get to you just as quick as we can. We're in the middle of this hour of talking about how to cool your outdoor living environment, and we've got a caller. Uh, Matt, uh, who's been waiting uh, through the bottom of the hour news to get on with his question. Let's bring Matt in, and then we'll go back to our conversation on cooling the outdoors. Good morning, Matt. Hey, good morning, Rosie Romy. Great talking to you guys, as always. Well, thanks for the call. How can we help you? So I've got a um, a professionally installed built-in misting system around my patio. It's got 30 uh, misting heads wrapping around, um, and it's fantastic. My pump this season, when I went to turn it on, um, just would not run. Um, and I'm not sure, I, I guess it's kind of, this is kind of like a choose your own adventure for questions. So um, 
is it worth it and is there a place that can refurbish it the the pulley on the motor itself has seized up um and if it is worth it to try to get it refurbished uh is there a place to do that and if not what should i be looking like what should i expect i would have to spend uh for a, a uh, the one that I've got is a one and a half horsepower um, uh, motor that that powers the pump. Yeah, you know those pump systems, and it came with kind of an integrated filter system that feeds into it, right? Uh, this one didn't. It didn't? Um, okay. I mean, this one it's it's kind of on a base, and it's got the the pump, and it has um, the motor, and they both have the flywheels, and it just had a rubber. Um, uh, belt that that powered the two, but there was no real filter system on it. Well, I think those pumps can can be north of seven eight hundred dollars just by themselves. Okay, now there was a firm uh, in North Central Phoenix that I used to use regularly called Elliott Electric Motors, and he would rebuild any electric motor uh, that you needed work on. Uh, now. You said this was professionally installed, so they had to install it and plug it into a GFI circuit. Have you tried just plugging into another circuit? Maybe that GFI is just bad? I have, yeah. The, okay. the circuit, the electrical all works. The water, okay. um, you know, it's not a, a water problem. It's, it's definitely a problem with the, the pump itself. Okay. Well, see if we can find Elliot Electric. Romy, do you have any luck? Because, I mean, they they've been around for... You know, I, I'm not looking for them. 300 They're, years. I, I know it's a long way from you, uh, but like Rosie said, these pumps are probably close to 1000 bucks, so yeah. it might be worth the drive. There is a company on 19th Avenue in the Deer Valley uh, industrial area that is just a misting specialist. And you can walk in, and they sell parts and pieces and pumps. Um, you know, they, they arrow mist. There they are. I'll have to find out if they do any kind of refurbishing. And then what was your other one? Elliot Electric. I found them. They're still up um, there. And they're up in Sunny Slope, aren't they, as I remember? I mean, it's been 121 years. 121 South 39th Avenue. No, okay. So, Matt, I can give you the number off air if you want. Perfect. That's Matt, awesome. Thank you so much. Matt, now, Matt, how long have you had your system? Jennifer was just bragging how long we've had ours and... We've had that virtually no trouble with it. How many years did you get out of the system? Well, we've we've been in the house eight years, and uh, we got um, we got seven years out of it. Okay. I, I don't, based on the shape of the pump, my guess is it's probably been it probably was installed ten to fifteen years before we moved in. Oh, so it was in it was existing when you bought the house. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, interesting. But y'all use it. You do like it. Oh, absolutely love it. it and it's amazing how, you know, it, it's on the outside of our patio roof. Yes. And when that's on, it just, it creates this envelope of cooling. It, it's so fantastic. Yeah, we, we absolutely love ours. It's why we list it as our number one favorite. So, Matt, we appreciate the call. Let us see if we can't help you get hooked up with somebody that maybe can recondition that or get you a pump at contractor's cost one way or another. We'll see what we can't do to help you out. Thanks for the call, my friend. Thank you so much. Okay. So that, uh, uh, continuing the conversation on cooling your back area, Matt, 
the Arizona homeowner has just told you what happens. I mean, if you have a covered patio with the misting system on, it basically drops a layer of cool air at the outside of your patio, creating a protected environment underneath the patio area. Then you put a couple ceiling fans up there and stir that around. You're going to drop the ambient temperature by as much as 15 to 20 degrees in a situation where humidity is low. But then the perceived is going to be much more than that because your skin gets just moist enough for the ceiling fans to create that secondary cooling effect. And you can be, you can be extremely comfortable in a shaded patio with misting systems and ceiling fans with the outside temperature north of 100, 105, 110 degrees and still be extremely comfortable. Then Romy started the conversation of VAP coolers. I love a VAP coolers out on my back patio. And when they don't quite work as well as I want them to because the humidity is up, I just throw four bags of ice in the, in the water reservoir. There you go. You just, <laughs> you just chill that water that's going over the pads to such a cold extent that regardless of humidity, it's, it's cooling the air itself even more. And so, another f- great use for them is an evap cooler, one of these portable evap coolers. Many of them, and I, I don't know that they make any that don't now, but you've got two on buttons. You've got a pump on, so then it starts the pumping the water to the top so it can trickle over the pad, and then there's a fan on-off. Well, at times that you don't need the cooling, you can turn the fan on during insect season or if you got bugs, you know, sitting in the air of just that for, blowing just air. Little just to keep the, the bugs off you uh, is a great additional feature for an evap cooler. All right. Well, I, I like evap coolers. I really do. They're, they're, they are a little more maintenance uh, than a misting system where in a misting system you're replacing the filters once a year. Uh, if if you're if you're supplying the water through a water softener, you can get away with once a year. The evap coolers are going to have to be emptied, scrubbed down, sprayed off, descaled, pads replaced once or twice a year. But it is a great solution for cooling off a patio area. Then they've got the standalone misting fans, like what you see on the sidelines of the NFL football games. Big fans with spray nozzles out in front of it uh, that can cool, you can target a specific area. Uh, So those work as well. And those are three great ways to cool a shaded area. I was going to say, those fans also rotate as well. That's right. They're they're stable and rotate, so you got a choice. Yeah, we we were actually uh, the recipients of a, 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 a prototype fan you took your ceiling fan down, but they used that junction box to mount a two-directional fan that had misters in front of the blades. The only dilemma with that is that as it circulates, you got to be really careful not to have it too close to a window. <laughs> <laughs> really careful. <laughs> even, Mucked up my nice, clean e- window. Even with... Even with a water softener and even with micron filtration, uh, that mist landing on glass. uh, Constantly. Because it's so fine a mist, it evaporates so fast, you don't have time to get over there and wash it off. So you have to be careful 
But those are three great ways to cool off areas that'll give you an increased outdoor living space and an increased outdoor living time interval through the summer. You don't have to evacuate your patio in the middle of the summer. There's great ways to cool it off to the point where it can be that extra overflow room that you always wished it was. So great tips there. Uh, It was all found in our tip of the week from our weekly newsletter at rosieonthehouse.com. We send you a weekly tip, also send you a weekly to-do. Our weekly to-do for the next hour has a lot to do about getting ready for monsoon. So we'll be talking about that in the 10 o'clock hour, what you should or shouldn't do as it relates to ensuring your home is ready for the monsoon season, which we are now officially in. Now that they've turned it into a calendar date. Isn't it June 15th? That's no, June 15th, actually. Oh, okay. yeah. We're, yeah. Till September we're 30th. Almost there. I stand correct. I thought it was June 1st. Okay. Hurricane season's underway. Hurricane season is <laughs> but, June 1st, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it okay. used to be scientific. You would have to have three consecutive days where the dew point was over a certain percent, but then they just they got lazy and put a date on it, June 15th. <laughs> Figured they'd simplify it a little bit. You used to have something to do with the weather. Now it's just like Rosie said, calendar. calendar. I would say, though, if you're new to Arizona, this is your first one, June 15th doesn't mean, boom, we're going to get rain instantly. It usually starts kind of getting its act together around July 4th. Boy, and last, the and last monsoon season was proof of that, one of the driest on record ever. Boy, I hope, After one hope of the wettest winters uh, ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as much as the heat can be irritating and you, know, you walk out and you feel like you're in a furnace, you get in a car and you're like... <gasps> We need those extreme heat days to draw in the moisture for the rain. So That's right. Just know if you've got, you know, any glass half full or uh, silver lining to those extreme heat days, those are what draws in all the moisture for our monsoon. Jennifer and I missed it. We were down in Sonoida, but I understand Scottsdale got hit with a pretty good dust storm last Sunday night. Yes, they did. Uh, yeah, di- didn't get followed up with any rain, but it was that. It's one of those first run at it, right? Exactly. Yeah, the 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 big cloud of dust, the inevitable big cloud of dust that that uh, is hard. It's one of the harder things about living in Arizona when that isn't followed by at least a little sprinkle to kind of clean the air back, wash, scrub, air scrub the the environment, and learn the term haboob. Yeah, that's right, haboob. <laughs> One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. We have callers on hold. We'll get to them right after this break. When you hear the auto attendant at that number, bypass the message by hitting one, and that'll get you straight into the studio. Every now and then we hear our It's those couple of months that those of us living on the desert floor of Arizona question our sanity. Why are we and five and a half other million people here? Well, a good percentage of you are smart and have a home up north. <laughs> and at least at least you can spend two or three days out of every week up at your home in Yavapai or Coconino County. And if you do, 
Just remember, we have Rosie certified partners serving those counties as well. So when those homes in the cooler climates of Arizona need attention, go to rosieonthehouse.com, type in the zip code of that particular home, type in the service you'd like done, and our our website will automatically give you the Rosie certified partners that are closest to you. We've got you covered. Got a texter that was mentioning, one was asking, where can I find, is there any place that has do-it-yourself misting systems? And there is a company out in Deer Valley called Aeromist that is a, a retail shop. You walk in and they've got kits and parts in there and repair parts. Then a texter, he's going to check his invoice when he gets home, but he found a place that repaired his pump down on 20th Street in Washington. I'm looking around, I can't find any business listings there the only equipment repair company i can find uh is a like a industrial kitchen stuff for restaurants <laughs> pretty sure that's not it so well great we'll, we'll we'll be able to build out a few additional resources for that and you had mentioned elliot is still there this is yes and this is this is one of the great things about the show we throw a problem out there give you our best advice on how to how to solve it many times We'll get input by text or by phone calls from another listener saying, hey, I've had that problem before, and this is how I solved it. And if we just gather all that information and continuously feed it to our website so that our website has the most current, up-to-date information about any question you might have about Arizona home ownership. So our website, rosieonthehouse.com, becomes your encyclopedia for Arizona home ownership. What was the question about cooling a garage? That was texted in three car garage one bay is used for his woodworking shop and he's trying to figure out how to get that cool and he wanted to know he asked specifically about mini splits but that is uh before we get into mini splits that would be another function of your roll around a vap cooler you could move it from garage to patio patio to garage it could be that would be the most economical but depending on what he has invested in tools uh a vap cooling sharp edge cutters, blades, uh, planers, uh, the the tabletop of your table saw, uh, I would tell him he's going to be infinitely happier if he goes ahead and bites the big bullet and installs a mini split. Go ahead and just put the air conditioner in there. Your cars will be happier. You'll be happier. It costs, It actually will cost you less money to air condition the garage with a mini split, then it will cost you to get it somewhat comfortable with an evap cooler. And then as that cooler keeps taking outside air uh, and making it moist and introducing it to all that equipment, you could get some premature rusting on some of it. And then if you close the door and it just keeps humidifying the same air over and over and over and over again, uh, you have to be careful about that as well. Not pressurized. Well, it just it just it get, it gets so moist in there that you know your then then your wood is is getting the grain raised as it's passing over the wet table saw face table. All right. Well, we've got Greg online. One wants to talk about uh, little little outbuilding. Good morning, Greg. Welcome to the program. Good morning, guys. Thanks as always for uh, helping us out here in the community. I have. Um, I need to build a shed, just a tool shed. Um, the issue is I've got a fairly narrow side yard in which to place it. 
Um, and I'm not finding exactly what I want out there in, you know, kind of the pre-built stuff. I really just need a place for the lawnmower and the wheelbarrow and the, you know, hand tools and garden tools, things like that. Um, so dimension-wise, I'm thinking about eight or nine feet uh, wide or long, I guess, and then just about four or five feet deep, you know, against the house. Um, so, and then one sort of side consideration is the door. So because it's narrow, I could get by with a swinging door, I guess. Um, I'm wondering if it wouldn't be easier for me actually though to have either like a roller type garage door that goes straight up or maybe one of those um, barn type doors that rides on a rail that you right. slide out of the way. Right. So, so I guess my questions are twofold. Who would I, who would I, I'm thinking I, this is probably a little beyond my, uh, pay grade, uh, who would I look for to do something like this? Thoughts about where, the doors. Where, where are you, and then Greg? Where are you? Uh, 56th Street and Bell. Oh, okay. How, just out of curiosity, um, I know while Rosie's looking up that, have you looked at the website Urban Shed Concepts? You, you I'm only, not familiar with that one. You, no. can, you can almost Try. custom build it yeah. just what you want, and it'll, it will be more cost-effective than building one yourself. And then even having it site urban, built. Urban Shed Concepts. Give me the urban Shed Concepts. Okay. And then once you go there, there's an option to design your shed. You fill out your information, and then you just start putting your dimensions. You select your roof type, your Features, style design. Doors. I, I think you're going to be able to get the, the prepackaged size that will fit in your space. Give that a try, and if that doesn't work, let us know, and we'll get a crew out there.